Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. Today is a PTA episode. I have an advice column that I'm going to be answering today. And before we dive into this, I want to remind all of you that Clean the Mastermind, our first call is going to be on Thursday. So if you've been on the fence about applying, if you've been wanting to apply, the doors are officially closing. So you can apply through Wednesday. So if you want in, get in. If you want to apply, do it now. This is the time because I'm going to be closing the doors and then... This particular mastermind, I don't know if I'm going to do it again or if I'm going to want to put out something else. I have no clue. So if you want this one, this is the last and final call for you to get in. And of course, the link will be in the description box or the show notes, depending on where you're listening to this. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into the prayer portion of this. As always, I say prayers in I'm in agreement for format. And if you're new here, being in agreement for something is holding an energetic yes for something to unfold. So that's why I hold them this way. And you can also be in agreement if you feel called to as well. So this one's for Elaine. And it looks like there's just a lot going on with your family, with your children, your grandchildren. And the foundation is something that you're really wanting to rebuild here. So this is the piece that I'm getting is most critical for you, is for you to continually hold the energy of unconditional love without focusing on the current state of affairs. So of course that is not an easy skill to develop, but I'm getting that that's really important for this situation so that you don't perpetually hold yourself in the energy of things aren't how I want them to be. And then that just keeps snowballing again and again and again and again. So if you can hold unconditional love, let the situation breathe, let things click into place, then it absolutely will. But the more that you focus on the situation in a way where you're saying things aren't how I want them to be, that's the piece that you want to drop. So that's why leaning back into unconditional love can actually solve a lot because it's not dependent on I'm doing this to get that or I'm doing this because it's not how I want it to be. It's unconditional. So that is what I'm in full agreement for you to tap into. I'm in full agreement for this to be easy. I'm in full agreement for you to feel whole and complete within yourself and just hold the desire and the love completely unconditionally and let God do the rest. Okay, now this is the advice column. We're gonna be shifting gears. Okay, so this advice column is anonymous and it's also quite long. So I'm not going to read the entire message, but I am going to give the gist, the bullet points of what is being asked here and and what this person is asking for advice wise. So the question is, what the hell is going on? Why isn't anything coming to fruition? What are my potential blind spots? And the interesting thing about this, when I'm reading through this submission, I'm like, oh, these aren't blind spots at all. These are like in your face kind of storytelling that is actually bringing things to life. So basically what has happened is the person who submitted this 
quit their job a year ago, had enough savings to figure some things out, and a job hasn't come up. And so now what was really clear in the submission is that it started generating a lot of momentum about nothing is working, nothing is working, nothing is working. And because there was an element of burnout that was in the mix, like recovering from burnout, you know, that can add some additional complications, not having the type of energy that you would normally have to get things done and make things happen. And there there was a lot of stuff about usually I'm not in scarcity mode. I don't I don't buy into that. I don't believe in that reality, but I am freaking out about money now even though I'm supported by my boyfriend. So those are some of the dynamics that are taking place. So instead of getting into all all of these details, let me just give you my analysis, my energetic diagnosis, and then what to do about it. The first thing, which I can't confirm because the details weren't given in this, in this submission, but what I think probably happened is you were needing rest. Your body was asking you for rest, but you probably told yourself, I need to figure out this job thing, so I'm going to try to override the need for rest. God says no, right? Your body says no. I'm not interested in that happening. So you were being met with a no externally from these jobs. When that happened, you started buying into this isn't working, this isn't happening after the first few rejections. So when you start measuring and reacting to things in 3D, you start slipping and sliding all over the place and you lose your grip on your own creations. And after enough time of looking and measuring in 3D, so you're only looking at present time reality as a way to determine how you're going to feel, that ends up bleeding into all of the other interviews that you go into, all of the other jobs that you apply for, because then what what happens to people, generally speaking, is they start guarding themselves. So they start walking into experiences with a posture of this isn't going to work or this defensiveness where maybe in your mind you can tell yourself, oh, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But your posture, your emotional body is guarding against, well, it's probably not going to happen, so I may as well not get my hopes up. And that comes when you're like in creation fatigue, is even though you logically understand what needs to happen on an energetic level, your emotional body isn't matching it, and so then you're getting mixed results. Okay, here's the next piece that I do want to read. So it says, I am freaking out about money though, especially when all of these part-time job opportunities don't end up working out and I'm literally out of money. My boyfriend is happy to support me and help me while I figure out my job stuff, but I feel bad and shameful about it even though I am paying him back. I know I'm not relaxed even though I try. My emotions about my situation changed daily. One day I feel optimistic and confident. Other days I'm fearful, worried, and restless. Okay, so this is actually the piece that you you have to correct. So the first thing that you want to cut out of your vocabulary is I'm literally out of money. 
So it's like, okay, you acknowledging that only takes about one second and then you never want to say it ever again. So this is what trips people up is saying, Sydney, I must continually acknowledge reality. Well, that's going to shift you out of creation mode. So after you initially acknowledge it, you have to move on from it. You have to energetically and emotionally move on from that moment where you identified that that is something that you had in your experience in order to move through it faster. So I promise you, it is not bypassing to know where you are, but not constantly say it to yourself again and again and again and again and again. That's the issue that people have. It's not saying this is the position that I'm in and I'm, I'm conscious of what is happening in my experience right now and the damage control that I need to do right now. That's one thing. But if you're constantly telling yourself, this isn't working, this isn't happening, I've failed every time, um, I have moments of optimism, but I'm out of money, you're dominantly in the energy of this isn't working. That's why it has so much momentum right now. So the immediate thing that you want to address here is your energy, attitude, emotions, and thoughts depending on which avenue is going to be easiest for you to shift first. And there's a lot of different ways to go about this. And I I don't know the angle that you're going to want to work first. But here are some ideas that I have off the top of my head. Is actively look for things to appreciate in this situation. So the first place that I go, and I've worked with so many different people who have been in similar situations where they're being supported by someone else. And I'm like, if you can simply flip the shame into, isn't this incredible? Isn't this amazing? I'm so appreciative. I'm so grateful. Truly, truly tapping into that appreciation and love and adoration of that person, that will end up shifting your personal frequency. The second place that I would go for you is when is the last time you allowed yourself to have fun and started feeling into the excitement, the thrill, the fun of where you're at? I know this seems very taboo for people. When they're in difficult situations, particularly financial situations, Because if you're in a survival relationship with money rather than a magical relationship with money, it feels like you're going to die sometimes. And the interesting thing in my experience is when I can make it more of a game, when I can look at it as I'm excited to see how God is going to deliver this to me. I'm excited to see how this unfolds because it has to unfold in a magical way. There's just no other way for this to unfold. Then it can start opening some energy up within my body where I'm not feeling like I'm I'm going to die. It's been a long time since I've felt that survival scarcity and that that sense of I have to get this or, or that uh, sensation of need, which is where you're at right now. But if you can shift into make it a game, make it more fun, put a magical spin on it so it doesn't feel so dire, that will help a lot. The other thing that I want to um, just point out is 
you being full of energy and continuing to do things that make you feel good, even in the current situation. So think going to a park, sitting on a beach, doing some type of hobby, going to a movie. I mean, whatever the case, whatever you consider to be fun and elevating, don't stop doing those things. Don't stop doing those things. And if you do engage in those activities, but you're doing them with shame and guilt, then there's no point. Because that shame picture that you have floating around with the money and job stuff is something that has a tendency to bleed into other areas of your life and other aspects of your life. And so just consider if you can be in the position that you're in, but give yourself full permission to have fun and at the same time, allow yourself to experience pleasure. Because one of the interesting things is when people are in financial hardships, Pleasure is usually the first thing to go and it's the first thing that people abandon and that's the last thing that you want to do because pleasure, play, and fun make you an energetic match for good things occurring in your life. And when you throw everything out because of financial hardship, that is, I mean, that just makes the situation 10 times harder than it needs to be and it's usually driven by guilt or shame, or fear, or something like that. It's, oh, well, I have this going on, so then I can't allow myself to go there. And that's, it just makes it more difficult than it needs to be. So make sure, or a way that you can think about this is, let everything else be fair game, but when you are thinking about money, just know that, yeah, if you focus directly on money, you're probably going to feel afraid. You're probably going to feel some type of stress or shame simply because you've been practicing it for, you know, about a year or however long this shame piece really started or whenever that kicked in, you've been practicing it since. So this is why you might not be able to get into full-blown sustained optimism around this particular situation. But if you can just go to the beach or go sit in a nice coffee shop for a while and just do something small, you don't even need to spend money doing it. Just do something small and basic that can at least shift you emotionally for some time and expose yourself to things and environments and other circumstances that break up the mental body. At least to do that as much as you possibly can. And then that will start to have the opposite effect where it starts bleeding over into the job situation, the money situation, however that ends up working out. Whatever actions need to be taken are going to be inspired from a higher emotional state. So that's that's the mechanical piece of how this all works. Two more things that I'll mention here. One is if you can zoom out, like really zoom way out on this situation, and can you just look at how it's impossible for this situation to last forever? When you look at the entirety of your whole life, zoom way, way, way out. When you're like 90 years old and you look back on this one year, I can guarantee you that 
your 90 year old self is like, oh yeah, of course you get a job. Of course, all of that works out. Of course, this doesn't end up being a big deal. Of course, of course, of course. In the big picture, from a very, very broad, long-term perspective, this is absolute peanuts. The only reason why it feels scary is because you're in the middle of it and you've practiced things that you, is st- telling stories that you really should not be telling. The other piece here, and, and this does happen from time to time, sometimes people just have to completely exhaust themselves with fear and terror and basically burn out their nervous system to the point where they're able to let go and just say, okay, I'm I'm not going to worry about this anymore because it's too energetically expensive to continue worrying. There's absolutely no point. Worrying about this is not helping at all. It's not solving anything, and it's certainly not making the situation better. So it might just be that you get sick of your own bullshit, because that does happen from time to time. And then as soon as you kind of like let go of the reins and say, I'm just going to chill out, relax, and let myself get taken for a ride and have as much fun as I can in the process. I'm just going to relax as much as I can in the process. Um, Then things start working out. But the repetitive thought, like the thing that is tormenting you is a repetitive thought, and you will find that over the course of your life, anytime you are worrying or fearing something, it leads back to a repetitive thought or fear of a worst case scenario. So just consult your 90-year-old self more often. Say, hey, 90-year-old self, what happens? Tell me the rest of this story. And that could give you some perspective that you find helpful. And that's all that I have for you. There is a lot in that, so I know you'll be able to tweeze the things that apply to you and maybe I got some details wrong and you can discard anything that I didn't get correct, but I'm sure many people can find this helpful, different approaches that you can take. But the trick is elevate your mood, elevate your storytelling, to either take back the reins on your ability to create what happens next or let go of control altogether and let yourself get taken for a ride. Whichever one feels more empowering But that's about it. All right, my friends. Let's pull some tarot. Let's see what's going on this week. Okay, first we have seven of pentacles. It looks like there's a lot of different things going on this week in the sense that your energy looks more dispersed than usual. So you might find that you either have like many different areas of your life are activated this week or a little bit more busy than usual. There seems to be a lot of movement, a lot of different inspirations. And then for some of you, this is going to be applying as having way too many ideas, but not actually being able to execute on one of them. You might just want to sit with the inspiration but not take action because you're overflowing with inspiration and there's only so much of you to go around. So you're going to want to just wait, wait for clarity. Okay, next we have the hanged man. That's that waiting. Like give yourself 
time and space to have a a shift in your perspective. And that could be really helpful. For others of you, it, it could also be finding wisdom in the plateau. If you feel that you're at a plateau or a standstill or there are some things that you actually don't want to move on, the hanged man is all about inaction. It's I'm not doing anything. I'm not touching anything. And see if there's wisdom in that for you. How interesting. Queen of Pentacles. So this is also the card that came up for the uh, newsletter that I send out on Sundays. If you're not on my newsletter, get on it. People love my newsletter because I do a special reading just for my newsletter friends. Get on it. Okay, so the Queen of Pentacles is uh, the word mastery is coming up, like really having full ownership of what you have going on in your life what you have going on in your world and just really owning it all and relaxing into it all. It's interesting. This week is actually looking pretty relaxed. Like these cards are not really about movement so much as they are holding a desire, holding the pose for what you want and allowing things to organize around you. So this is in terms of finding wisdom in the pause, finding wisdom in the inaction or in the plateau, it's how much can you energetically hold without necessarily feeling like I need to do something about it right now? How can you back it with so much energy, back your desire with so much energy that every action that you take is full potency? It does have your full power and your full energy behind it, and that's going to make a bigger difference for you in whatever actions you do end up taking this week. Okay, so the final message coming through is allowing things to illuminate themselves to you. So the Queen of Pentacles, really consider this energy this week. The Queen of Pentacles knows that everything is getting done, that everything coming to fruition is absolutely inevitable, and she doesn't constantly need to be taking action in order for things to happen. This is what I mean by it's holding a particular posture. That's what matters more, right? You can imagine the posture of certainty versus the posture of insecurity, doubt, and fear. They're two different energetic statures that you have going on and so you can flip in between them but you're going to get mixed results whereas the queen posture is very clear and she's also not needing to rush to get things done she's not frantic she's not freaking out she's not trying to hurry up and make something happen she understands the inevitability of it happening and disperses her energy accordingly to what she's activated by. So if you're being presented with a bunch of different options, if you have a lot of different things going on, allow the things and the stuff to illuminate themselves to you and be made more clear however that ends up happening for you. Because it 
it feels and looks a little bit differently for each of us. And so it might just be there's a lot brewing, but nothing has sprouted or there's a lot going on, but you're just waiting for that pop of illumination to actually move on something in a potent and powerful way. The the piece this week that you want to carry with you is don't just take action for the sake of doing busy work and and taking action. Don't take action for the sake of taking action. That's going to work against you and that's going to drain you. Focus on highly concentrated, powerful moves and actions. The more that you do that, the more they're going to pack a punch. So this is energetic alignment. You want to come first and you want to make sure that the the things and the stuff that you do move on are truly illuminated to you. All right, my friends, that is all that I have for you this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you all, and I will talk to you later. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.